podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to today's According To episode. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today we're reading from the book Common Phrases and Where They Come From. According to the book, here's why we say the phrase crocodile tears. Why are sham tears or false displays of sorrow called crocodile tears? The story begins in ancient Egypt, along the River Nile. One day, out in the wilderness, a group of Egyptians heard what they thought was a person crying. Attracted by the cries, the group went to investigate. They failed to return. The crying began again. A few other Egyptians, more cautious than their former brethren, went to the spot where they heard the crying. They were attacked by a monstrous creature. The Egyptians noticed that the reptile moaned and sighed like a human in deep distress. Moreover, the strange creature was the only animal they'd ever encountered that could cover its eyes with a thin, transparent membrane. When it did so, it created the illusion of blindness. The Egyptians, on their guard, killed the creature. The monster was later named the Crocodile. With the advance of civilization, crocodiles were discovered to inhabit other lands. Always the experience of the Egyptians was repeated. Eventually, humans learned that the crocodile's moans and tears were affected in order to trap victims. Consequently, great precautions were taken to guard against crocodile tears, fake sorrow, or distress. Let's do another one, toppers. Here's why we say, gird up your loins. A verbal vestige of Middle Eastern dress from thousands of years ago is the phrase, gird up your loins. The Semitic tribes of antiquity that roamed and dwelled in the Orient wore loose-fitting robes against the heat of the desert. Whenever they traveled or worked in the fields, they had to tighten or gird their robes about their loins. Otherwise, their loose-fitting garments would interfere with their freedom of motion. It was therefore common practice for the early inhabitants of the Orient to wrap their flowing robes around their loins before they went to work, girding up their loins. Why do we say keep it sub rosa? Well, according to the book, a good way to keep a secret is to caution your confidant to keep it sub rosa. The Latin lends a dignified touch. Among the early Tetons, the rose was a symbol of secrecy and silence. It was their custom to suspend a rose from the ceilings of their dining rooms, not for the purpose of silencing soup lovers, but to emphasize the strict requirement that nothing said in the house should go beyond its walls. Dining sub rosa, under the rose, was a constant reminder to keep secret whatever was said, particularly about absent friends. Today, the high cost of roses prevents us from hanging them from our ceilings, but we continue to keep secrets sub rosa. 
All right, toppers, that's going to do it for today's According To episode. Until next time, toppers, thanks for hanging out with me. Toodaloo! was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.